0: The Lord be with you. you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus addressed this parable to those who were convinced of their own righteousness and despised everyone else. Two people went up to the temple area to pray. One was a Pharisee, the other was a tax collector the Pharisee took up his position and spoke this prayer to himself. "O God, I thank you that I am not like the rest of humanity, greedy, dishonest, adulterous, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I pay tithes on my whole income. But the tax collector stood off at a distance and would not even raise his eyes to heaven beat his breasts, and prayed, O God, be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, the latter went home justified, not the former. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and the one who humbles himself will be exalted. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I used to think that the Boston Marathon was the worst day of the year to be in Boston. Crowds, noise, traffic, road closures, detours. But since I started training for a marathon, I've changed my opinion. The Boston Marathon is the greatest race. Period. It doesn't matter who you are or where you're running, Boston is the standard by which all runners judge themselves. And the reason why is because in Boston, you have to qualify. Now, everyone that runs the Boston Marathon, I admire because they're committed, they're dedicated. But most of all, and you might not know this, but every one of them are humble. And they're humble for this reason failure is a part of the training. Failure is the only road to success. When I work out, I do pull ups. I do pull ups until I fail. I do push ups until I can't do any more. I do squat jumps until the lactic acid fills up in my legs and I'm not able to do anymore. Failure is that moment that you are absolutely, totally, completely out of your comfort zone. That's when you progress. That's when you advance. That's how you get better. Now, training for a marathon is an (laughs) eye-opening experience Every week, i do intervals, and intervals are when you run around the track twice, and you go as fast and as hard as you can, and at the end, you're tired and your legs hurt, so you, you give yourself 60 seconds rest, and then you do it again, and again, and again. And then you have to train on hills. One of our seminarians, Brother Chris, discovered this great hill in uh, Jamaica Plain, and it's a very steep one. It's about a quarter of a mile. And the last 30 yards are excruciatingly painful. On the top of the hill, there is a knee wall made of concrete. And I'll sit on it and I'll be hung, hunched over and trying to get my breath. And when I'm no longer dizzy, I'll stand up. And together we'll walk down, the end of the, we'll go out, walk down to the bottom of the road. And we'll, we'll do it again and again and again. And then there's the long runs. Brother Miguel and I were training for the marathon. We get up at four in the morning when everybody else is asleep. And the hardest part about training for a marathon is progress is so slow. I'll look at my watch at the end of a run and say that's the same time I had a month ago. Well, last week, when Brother Miguel and I crossed the finish line of our, my first marathon, his second, they had a screen. And on the screen was our names. And I wish that every human being ever born was able to experience what I felt at that moment. Now, the reason I'm telling you this is because Paul, in his the last second letter that we heard today, says, "I finished the race." Now, Paul is in prison. He's going to go on trial. Things are not going very well, and death is imminent. So he writes to Timothy. Timothy is this young, inexperienced pastor in a very large parish in Ephesus, and it's very complicated, and he's struggling. So in the letter, Paul says to Timothy, I want you to come to see me. And the reason why he wants him to come to see him is because he wants Timothy to see him finish that race to see what it's like to be committed. He wants him to see what it's like when you dedicated your whole life. It's the greatest experience. And he needs, he wants Timothy to know that. You know, I go to bed at night, I, I pray to God, I say, God, I really hurt today. And God will say, good. You're you're outside of your comfort zone. You're you're progressing. You're getting better. And then I'll say to God, God, I really struggled today. And God will say, good, you're getting stronger. And I'll say to God, God, I I failed. I failed today. He'll say, good, you're humble. I like you when you're humble. You know, if we can say all of that prayer, every day after day, week after week. I guarantee that when we cross that finish line at the end of life, it will be the greatest experience you'll ever have.